Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another Cigar Talks with Jason. Today I wanted to talk about STDs slash STIs. Same thing, for the purpose of this video I'm just going to say STDs to make it easier. And to preface this whole thing, I just want to say I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a medical professional in any way, shape, or form. These are just stories based on my experiences, things that I've seen, um, stuff that doctors and, you know, pharmacists and other healthcare professionals have told me. So I'm simply regurgitating a lot of what they've told me. Uh, and today's video came from one of you guys. I've actually had quite a few of you ask me to talk openly about STDs. So... most common question I get is there's some magic pill that like porn stars take to prevent SCDs. No, there's no magic pill. There's no secret thing that, you know, people who work in the sex industry do that prevents SCDs. We're just at risk as anyone else. Um, there is something for HIV, which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but as far as like gonorrhea, uh, chlamydia, syphilis, hep C are all concerned, no, there's nothing you can take. It really just comes down to luck. Um, as far as preventing STDs, the best thing I can tell you is just listen to your gut and make educated decisions. Make decisions based on things you can see and observe about the person and I will be the first person to tell you one of the biggest misconceptions I see regarding STDs is a lot of times she'll be like oh I got tested a week ago or I got tested two weeks ago you know so automatically most people generally think oh the person that's been tested a week ago they're definitely going to be the you know way cleaner than someone who was tested three months ago. That could not be further from the truth. And one of the best examples I can give you of this is uh, one time I was on a studio shoot and it was a double tested shoot. So everyone was tested uh, a month before the shoot and then we flew out to, I think it was uh, San Diego for this one. And then we were all tested the night before the shoot. And then, you know, shoot the next day. So you would assume, hey, everyone got tested the night before. And everyone came back clean, right? There's no way I can catch something. Yeah, let's just say two days, two, maybe three days after I got home, I hadn't had sex with anyone else. Go to the bathroom, go to pee, hurts like hell. Turns out I had gonorrhea. That was on a double-tested studio shoot that was tested the night before. And this is working with other people who also work in the sex industry. So you would assume by default these people are going to take, you know, their sexual health a little more seriously. Because if I contract something, I can't work for an entire week. I mean, my income comes to a grinding halt. So, you know, just imagine what, like what you do for a living. Imagine if like a few times a year it would just be like, you know, this random message pops up on your phone. Okay, you're not working for the next week. And you're not getting paid. Like, you would take that pretty seriously, I'm guessing, you know, if that was inside of your control. So, really, when someone says, oh, I've been tested a week ago, that really doesn't mean anything to me. Because, 
you know, they could have slept with 30 people in the last week versus someone else who, yeah, you know, I was tested three months ago, but they've been one with one person since then, and that was, you know, their significant other, whoever. The point is, time since they've been tested really doesn't mean anything to me. When I talk about making an educated decision, at the end of the day, it's all luck. Um, so, a bad example is, I'm sure most of you guys know someone who drinks and drives all the time. They've been doing it the last 30 years. And they've never once been pulled over. And then I'm sure, in contrast, you also know that other person who never drinks and drives and they decided to compromise that one time and boom, they got busted. So, you know, SCDs are very, very similar. However, the practice that I follow is I just look at what type of person is this. Like, when I walk into their house, is their house clean and organized? You know, do they have, like, a a steady career? Um, you know, how did they text? Did they come across as, you know, very responsible and, you know, very organized and very cautious or, you know, was this the type of person where you walked in and it looked like a tornado ran there, you know, through their house previously and they're completely disheveled, completely disorganized, you know, everything's last minute or, you know, go and look at their, uh, another one is look at their social media profile, um, especially on Twitter, um, You know, are they, you know, doing a combination of raw and safe? Or is this the type of person that's like, oh, hey, I'm willing to screw anything and everyone raw. I don't care. No standards, no anything. Well, if so, chances are you probably don't want to go barking up that tree. So really, I just look at the type of person they are, the way they carry themselves, you know, the way they talk, uh... You know, the way they'll reference past experiences, you know, the way that they present themselves. And just really, you make a calculated decision on this. Is this the type of person that just is, you know, running through life with a born-to-lose tattoo on their chest with blinders on? Or is this the type of person who's making educated, informed decisions? As far as avoiding SCDs, that is the absolute best advice I can give you. When it comes to the main three that are all curable, um, there is another one, uh, genital herpes. Now, condoms, the only STD, to my knowledge, that um, condoms do not protect against is genital herpes. That's the bad news. The good news is, and don't quote me on this, but it's roughly around this, but I think in uh, one of my classes I was taking can't remember it was like human sexuality or something um the textbook was saying something like 96 percent of people or 97 percent of people by the age of 30 already had genital herpes now keep in mind that is not genital warts those are two completely separate things um genital herpes you cannot protect against warts if you're presented with that situation i guarantee you you're going to know it the second you see it and you need to run for the hills instantly um now, HIV. Here comes in the thing that I feel like gets distorted a lot. So, there is a medication you can take. 
It's called PrEP or Truvada. And what it does is it prevents HIV. In theory. Um, I've had a pharmacist, um, it was a pharmacy manager, he was telling me it was like 97% effective. I've heard 99, I've heard 96, so roughly in that range. Um, but that is assuming you take it every single day consistently at roughly the same time. It's a lot like women's birth control. Now, before you go jump on prep and start screwing anyone and everyone, just no holds barred, I'm going to let anyone and everyone screw me, raw, consider this. How many women in your lifetime have you known that were on birth control and then got pregnant? Birth control, if taken correctly, is also 99% effective. Just food for thought. Um, like, I've talked to a couple pharmacists and, you know, flat out asked, are there people who were on PrEP who've contracted HIV, you know, and they would have all their little minions, you know, the students and stuff. And, like, my pharmacist, the type where I ask him a question, he doesn't answer it. He'll hand me back, like, a stack of papers, like, this thick. Obviously, I don't have time to read all of that. But um, there are plenty of people who have contracted HIV while on PrEP. My best guess is the vast majority of those people were not taking it as directed. Um, using this same pharmacist as a reference, the problem with PrEP is once you start taking it, I believe it takes a week to two weeks, somewhere in there, don't quote me, but roughly I know it takes at least a week for it to become fully effective. And the problem with PrEP is, and this is the same problem with birth control, so this could easily also attribute um, the, uh, the women who got pregnant on birth control. So if you're on PrEP or Truvada and you miss one single pill, the efficacy, the efficiency of it drops to like 30%. I mean, it's astronomical. It's like, and takes a nosedive. So, and then if once you miss that one, it takes a week to go back up. So, it's the kind of thing that, you know, let's just say I've known a lot of people who aren't very good about taking their pills. So, if you're on prep, make sure you're taking it every single day, exact same time. Um, another one, and I can speak to this one personally. Uh... Even if you do play safe, as far as penetration goes, you still can um, contract STDs from receiving oral. Like as a male, if I'm, you know, if someone's going down on me receiving oral, it is a very, 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 very unlikely chance. I mean, it's so low that I've had a couple of doctors, like nurse practitioners, be like, no, I wouldn't even consider it an option. But I can tell you, at least twice I have caught gonorrhea by someone going down on me. So, it is possible. It can happen. Um, something else that can also happen is a lot of the times people can be carrying, uh, like, gonorrhea or, you know, one of the three main ones. They can be carrying that in their mouth or in their rectum and not even know it because... Like, if I'm carrying one of those SCDs, like, in my penis, obviously I'm going to feel it. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt like hell. When I pee in a cup, it's going to show. 
the same can be said for a woman who, you know, has it. But if it's in her rectum or in her throat, all of a sudden you have to do a completely different test and swab the mouth and ask yourself, how many times have you been tested for STDs? Has a doctor actually swabbed your mouth or your rectum? I'm guessing none or very, very few. And again, it's not super high likely. It's not the same level of transmission, but just know that that risk is somewhere. So really, if you're in a situation where 100% you absolutely cannot catch anything no matter what, you better be using a condom for penetration and for oral because it can happen, and I'm speaking from personal experience here. Uh, last but not least, and it absolutely breaks my heart to have to say this, but I would love to sit here and tell you, hey, there, here's a way to have sex and to have zero risk for any STDs, and it's monogamy. I would love to sit here and tell you this, but that's not the case because people cheat. And unfortunately, because of my job, I get a front row seat to, I like to call it, the worst humanity has to offer. And I can tell you, at least 50% of the people who message me online, like if I go click on their profile, it's, they're not even following me because, you know, they can't be seen following me. But if I click on their profile, it's, you know, oh, you know, married, you know, three kids, you know, we go to church here. I, yeah. So, like I mentioned earlier, prep when it comes to HIV, even if you are in a committed monogamous relationship, like I always say in all my videos, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. If you're gay and you contract HIV, okay, it's not the end of the world. The vast majority of gay men don't care. But if you are a straight man or woman and you contract HIV, your life's pretty much over. I mean, I, I personally, and I've asked this question to hundreds and hundreds of people, but I personally do not know a straight man or a straight woman who would have sex with someone knowing that they had HIV, even with a condom. So even if you are in a committed relationship, please, 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 please look into PrEP. Um, if you don't have insurance, uh, it's like $1,000 a month or $2,000. It's obscenely expensive. However... If you look up the uh, manufacturer of Truvada, they've got tons of coupons, tons of things you can enroll in. Um, there's all kinds of online resources that will completely play, pay for your prep free of, you know, so you don't have to pay anything at all. So cost should never be an issue when it comes to being on prep. Um, really, I mean, do your best. Do the best you can, make educated decisions, make the most informed decisions you possibly can. But unfortunately, just like the drunk driver, you know, uh, analogy, it all comes down to luck. I hope that none of you ever have to deal with any of these things because it hurts like hell. And I know I'm going to get questions about my uh, palm tattoos because since I've gotten them, everyone seems to notice. Uh, because no one's ever seen anyone with their palms tattooed. So, 
little thing about that. Um, was it painful? Yes. Like, beyond excruciating. Like, the tops of my feet were by far the most painful area in my body to get tattooed. Palms exceeded that by about 10 or 20 times. Even with how much it hurt to holy hell, was it worth it? Absolutely. They are by far my favorite tattoos I've ever gotten. Um, the healing process takes substantially longer, so like I couldn't go to the gym and do upper body for four or five days, and then I need to wear gloves for a month or two. Um, Cost-wise, they were not bad at all. Um, the thing I will say that I've learned uh, since about hand tattoos, and I knew a little bit before, but there are only like a handful of artists, to my knowledge, in the world that can actually do hand tattoos that will stay. If just a normal artist tries to do it, it'll fall out, it'll wash off, it won't last. So if you are ever going to consider getting your palms tattooed, make sure and contact one of those three people who actually really, really knows how to do it and specializes in it. Um, the woman I went to see, I would highly recommend. Her name is Karen, and she's at Coven Tattoo, C-O-V-E-N. Um, you just Google Coven Tattoo uh, Denver and then submit um, a request on the website. But if you're going to get them done, make sure you go to someone who knows what the hell they're doing, is experienced in it. Because, I mean, really, just because you can tattoo any other part of the body does not mean you can tattoo palms at all. I mean, it, it's literally, it's like saying, oh, this person can play heavy metal. I'm sure they can, you know play classical music no not even close it's i mean actually it's probably 10 times worse than that that was a shitty analogy but anyways until next week i hope you guys all have an amazing week i love you all